0: Hello and welcome to
1: Broads and Books. I'm Amy. And I'm Erin. And this is episode number 90, Love is a Battlefield.
0: Damn, this is a good song. Why this did is- you pick this song? <laughs> well, first, because it's from the one and only Pat Benatar.
1: Reason enough.
0: I mean, she's she was a force to be reckoned with. She is. I love this song because it talks about the perils of love. It is a battlefield, as it she is. says. But then also there's another twist because you watched the video, which I did on Friday, Mm -hmm. reminded myself. And there's another angle. She's just playing a young girl trying to make it in the big city after her parents kick her out. And she organizes her fellow dancers to stand up to a pushy pimp. And they get into a great (laughs) dance fight. So there's that angle, too. So I figure for today talking about all the angles wherever it goes all the ways all kinds love. of battlefields
1: yes that love creates whether you're dancing away yeah whether it's your love of dance yeah mm. your love of career yeah your love of family children or you know significant other love
0: i also love that her dancing is basically like shaking the boobs <laughs> and it's like a very aggressive like i'm shaking my boobs at you and all the girls behind it they're all doing, doing it.
1: it all doing it. are you mesmerized
0: I'm like yet? are you watching are you should watching? i do it some more and the pimp's face is just like i don't know what to do with all these shaking boobs it's <laughs> it's a lot it's a lot
1: she hit like the perfect
0: <laughs> note. yes yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so many boobs so yeah that's where we're at today love
1: like the it. battlefield mm-hmm. That's perfect. So yeah. we thought instead of asking the normal questions about relationships, oh, yeah. we would imagine that both you and I went on The Bachelor. Yes. And we would ask some questions about what might happen on each other's Bachelor experience.
0: And I will say that I had to ask some background questions. You did. Because I do not watch the show. No. So I had to ask things like, where are they? <laughs> do they have rooms? Do they eat? Th- mm-hmm. That kind of stuff. Yes. What dates do they go on? Mm-hmm.
1: You did need some background information.
0: But now I feel like I'm prepared to expound authoritatively on this. I like it. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, we're going to start there. What date would they plan that you would not do or you would have a panic attack? Anything involving games. (laughs) Yeah, you're out. This is bad for you. You try to get me
0: to go (laughs) bowling. You try to get me to do card games, mini golf. Yeah. Any competition. I mean, I'm going to – it's not going to go well. I'm going to – Just want to hide, especially I imagine and and tell me if this is true, if they're ever playing any games of some kind, I would feel like the girl feels like she kind of has to like you know reduce herself yes. or like not play as maybe you know
1: yeah um. well and then there is that element like about games where then they're competing with each other too yeah. and there's that kind of low-key jealousy issue yeah. happening so that oh with the other girls yeah um, oh see yeah. i don't want there's, any of that that yeah. sounds terrible right yeah you're out right away oh. with games right away with games yeah what about
0: That's you bad. what date would you want to
1: Well, I'm not sure that this has ever happened, but I'm just imagining that this date has been tossed around in the producer room. But anything where they're having you eat weird things. Oh, God. Like, oh, try this chicken foot or you have to eat these bugs. I'm out. No, 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 no. Not going to happen. And then I said anything super physical, like sometimes, oh, it's a football player. So they have to play football or like, oh, we're going to play basketball or field hockey. Like, no.
0: And again, I feel like there's maybe, like, an unspoken thing
1: where, like, the girl has to, oh, I don't know how to play kind of thing. Well, and like, or there's the, like, girls that are really good at it. Like, they are really fit, and they know what they're doing. Uh-huh. Like, that's never going to be me. So they yeah. look great doing it because they know what they're doing. Like, they We're, can play oh. football. I cannot. We would look so bad. Yeah. And immediately when you bring that kind of intensity, I'd be like, uh yeah. oh. Ugh. Like I'm, I, I'm gonna go hang out in the mansion. They would just have like I'd just be like shuffling around in the background, like trying not to get like it'd be my dodgeball theory of just like don't get out right away and then just get out in the middle. So and no try one not notices. to
0: catch eye attention. Yeah, in, in any, I'd yeah, probably just uh-huh. like,
1: oh my elbow, I'm out. Like sorry, that's good. Sorry, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm gonna sit. I, I sit. You yeah. guys play.
0: <laughs> that would be my move. It's like mm-hmm. I'll just
1: watch. I'll just it's watch. Fine. I'll just watch. I'll just watch. I love supporting you. I'll just watch. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds gross. It does. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we know what date wouldn't work. Any kind of games. Mm -hmm. What B footage would they have of you?
0: I imagine that they would just have lots of footage of me after every date, tearing my clothes off and putting sweatpants on. (laughs) And then hiding in some corner of the house where no one is and just being alone. Yes. In my sweatpants with my gut out.
1: I can't remember what season it was, but there was a girl that would just go take a nap after every day, and oh everyone God. was so befuddled by it. And I was like, "What is so weird about that?" I'd be exhausted after a day. Yeah, I don't she want to would take just a nap. disappear. She'd be like, "I'm going to go sleep." Or sometimes in the middle, because by all accounts those dates last forever. So sometimes, like if they were at the mansion, she'd just leave and go up to a room and take a nap in the middle. And see, I like that girl. I yeah, I would be it's hard yeah. to argue with. Yeah. I mean,
0: so, so what, is that what your B footage would be just No, lots of naps? No, no. my
1: B footage would just be me eating because <laughs> they always seem to have great food on the dates, but nobody eats it. And I've heard that's they just don't have time or they eat other times, I don't know. Or but, they don't want to be seen eating. Yeah, and, uh, on TV yeah. or the mic picking up the noises or whatever. But uh, so there would just be a lot of me eating. Like they'd be like, Where's Aaron? In the kitchen? Oh. Uh huh. Where's it In the kitchen. Oh. Yeah.
0: Making our way through. Who's making popcorn? Aaron.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> Do I smell something baking? Yeah, Aaron, bake something again. So
0: Well, that brings up another question. Would that be your nickname? Like the, the baker, the cooker, the eater? Like what would it be?
1: No, I think I would be like the, like I want to say spy, but I want to say like oh. secret spy. And not in that I would be getting intel, but more like I would just be not good at not convincing people to leave. Like they'd be like, oh, I'm just so upset by this. I don't know if this is right. I'd be like, it's not right. We're all on the show, dating one guy. So your instincts this is already are already messed up. You have something better going yeah. for you at home. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean you stopped your career to come? Good Get lord, out go out of back! Here. I will call the Uber. Yeah. Get and Not like a competitive. I'm not saying that because I oh, no. want to win.
0: No, you want to help those girls be their best selves. Yeah, and, and they're I, not their best selves there.
1: Exactly. Yeah, I think because I, I'm no qualms that i would never make it to the end so i think yeah that would just be my nickname the whole time be like was she a plant like was she supposed <laughs> to try and get us to leave because she didn't really participate in the dates she ate all the time and she just kept convincing girls to leave yeah or like if they were crying about something i'd be like look that's dumb it You're is crying dumb. over him yeah. he's not crying over you he's sucking face with that other girl exactly now. and that's who he's going to end up with because she's the villain and the producers make it happen so oh. just you know, just go. See, I like
0: that. And I like that they would probably see you as like a spy or something or like, yeah. you know, trying to really mess people up. Yeah. And trying to win yourself where really you're just like, nah, just this is dumb.
1: Yeah. And the producers would probably come up with some crazy story that happens to me because they'd have to get me out because it's ruining their show. Oh, yeah. So I would probably be embroiled in some fantastic scandal and have to leave the show because they'd Ooh, be like, oh, i we hate scandal. her. Like I, you know, slept with a producer or something, oh, God, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. she wasn't here for the right reasons. And I'd be like, no, you're right. I came to vacation. Have you seen this house in that pool? <laughs> you supplied the food and the drinks. And also the right reasons. You're all on this show for the, the wrong, wrong reasons. reasons. Yeah, the right reasons, which is falling in love with a guy I don't know that's also dating 20 other people. You're right. The right yeah. reasons. Yeah, you're right. Oh, if you mean that I don't have an Instagram following, you are correct. That I is, do yes. not. And I'm yeah. not trying to gain mm. one. So not going to be an influencer, except, oh, that's what it could be. That could be the nickname, the influencer. Not for products, for people. You need to go.
0: Oh, man, I like that. Save yourself. I think I would just be known as the gassy one because,
1: like, (laughs) (laughs)
0: I'm just imagining that, you know, there's not a lot of food or, or it's weird food or, like, it's, you know... There's some sort of weird expectations around food, and I'm going to be anxious because I'm yes. out of my element anyway. Yes. And I, my, my Tom's going to get upset. Yeah. And the ladies are just going to have to deal with it. But that's going to be my name.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I can see be that. Burping. Yeah. Farting. Burping. Just farting. bloated mm-hmm. all the time. Mm-hmm. Be like, well, I really feel sexy. <laughs> <laughs> Please let me put on this swimsuit and go to a
1: barbecue and fart everywhere. <laughs> See, and I'd be the one to be like, I'm not putting on the swimsuit, but are we having a bar? I'm starving. Yeah. So who's yeah. Cooking? Can I? Like, <laughs> can we get some watermelon or something? What are we doing? Like, who's baking something? What are we bringing to the barbecue? And that could
0: be another thing that you should tell everybody. But like, listen,
1: you're upset. Eat. You yeah, haven't eaten in I'm three days. Eat. This is your tummy talking. Yeah. <laughs> not your brain. Put some food in it's there and tum-tum. get back to me. Yeah. Get back to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Quit acting like tea is a food sipping out of your teacup no like anyone's convinced that you're full no stop it Mm -hmm. stop it stop it yeah just stop it (laughs) what do you think getting to the end yeah what would be the reason that The Bachelor would give when breaking up with you?
0: I mean, besides the, you know, not liking games. Okay. And besides the constantly being found in my sweatpants and being alone and, gassy. and being gassy. <laughs> okay, yeah, uh-huh. I think he would just be like, she doesn't like roses. She doesn't <laughs> like flowers. And she doesn't like dates.
1: She doesn't like activities. Please. Like, she <laughs> she just wants to be alone. Every time I give her a rose, she says, I guess. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think generally it would be like, he, she's not like really into me. And I'd be like, that. that's true. That's it's, fair. Yeah, I it- don't know how I ended up here. I am not
1: happy to be here. And I don't, and I don't like here. you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm here. Which coincidentally... You might accidentally get far with that attitude because <laughs> everybody true. else is like throwing themselves. You would be like the aloof, hard to reach oh, one. Would <gasps> be, oh, like, and
0: uh, you know, a lot of the guys they just like the chase. So yeah. he would just be like, "Ooh, that one right
1: there." <laughs> and she doesn't like to anything where he's gonna propose. You'd be like, "No, you misread this. I really don't like you. Also, I don't want to get married. I, I don't never like wanted you. to get married. Yeah, yeah. you, yeah. Mis- and you misread the signal. Yeah. I wasn't really? being mysterious. I was being upfront." <laughs> I'm not a fan. I'm <laughs> not
0: a fan of you or of any of this. This
1: industry this sucks. terrible. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. What about you?
1: I think he would break up with me because he doesn't know what my facial expressions mean. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be confused. Like why is your
0: face moving in that way? Yeah. What does that mean? Are does you, that mean you love me?
1: Do you think I'm stupid? Is that why you're making that face?
0: <laughs> and you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do.
1: Are you angry? <laughs> Are you laughing? I don't know. Are you serious? Is, I can't tell that sarcasm or not. And you'd be like, it, it's all of those. Yeah, it's it's all of those. my
0: face yeah. is its own thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is why we can't be together because you don't know what my <laughs> face means. That's what my diary shot would be. After he breaks up with me instead of crying and being like, I thought we had a chance to be like, listen. Yeah. I knew when I walked in here, we didn't have a chance. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to read my facial expressions. No. He doesn't read <laughs> anything. That's another thing. Yeah. He doesn't have intelligence, much less emotional intelligence. No, Yeah. I don't know.
0: See, now I get to the point where, how would we end up on that show? I don't want to be on this show.
1: I think it was just, it was like a producer that was angry. They were being like, go. And they were like, they approached us and were like, hey, I just want you to go on the show as kind of like my way to screw over the system.
0: I mean, that would get me on. I could do that. Yeah, Yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. As long as there's no expectations of really anything from me.
1: Like... (laughs) Now I'm imagining that scenario, and like us in the room where they come in and they read the date card, like Aaron, you have a date. And I'd be like, no, thanks. Yeah, no, I just want to take a nap. Uh, I'm real gassy
0: today. Kendra I don't is wanna, really excited. Yeah. She could go on that one, right?
1: Kendra, you want to go on that one? You seem to pumped about scuba diving. You want to do that? Go ahead. I'm gonna bake something. Who likes brownies?
0: I want to go read a book and eat some Reese's yeah. Pieces. So, because you
1: guys said I couldn't bring books, but you didn't say anything about Kindles. <laughs> I'll be by the pool.
0: Yeah, in the shade though, because I burn. I, I kind of like that though. If we were both on it together, like if I was just alone in that house, that sounds terrifying and miserable. No, but if we were there mm-hmm. and our mission was subterfuge, yeah, then yeah, I'm in.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that we could do that. I think it would be a great season. I think it'd be a great season. People would be just befuddled. Who are
0: those two? What are they doing? Why why are they constantly laughing to themselves? Yeah. And seem to have no interest in
1: the dude whatsoever. And ironically, they seem to be making more women cry than other seasons. (laughs) (laughs) But like nice cry. Yeah, why? And it feels real weird. Yes. Yes. Did they just say they were going to pay for that girl's college?
0: (laughs) I hope not because I don't have the money for that. No, we're just saying it so ABC oh, has to do it. Oh, yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, well, we if just, that's the case, we can
1: just take on our own power. Because yeah. once it said, like, oh, ABC told us that we could pick one person and then w- yeah. we would pay for their education. And then what's ABC going to do? We would never do that. Wow, ABC. Yeah, that's going to look real bad, ABC. Yeah. I'm just kind of wish we were nicer girls? to that producer that put us on this show. <laughs> Shit hit the fan. <laughs>
0: They would have to rename The Bachelor like love is a battlefield because that would be yes, us that would on be us. the battlefield. Yeah.
1: Well, that's what they could call it, on. the battlefield. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. And everybody else thinks they're on The Bachelor and we're really on a <laughs> self-help show. Like, hey, hey, hey. He's awful. Yeah. He is awful.
0: Let's figure out what you really want from your life. Yes. Let's figure it out. Let's make it happen. Let's you don't need this guy. out why
1: you think that that's good. Yeah. Let's get to the heart of why you're willing Wait. to throw things away for this guy who is, by the way, dating other people. Exactly. He is dating other people right now. Yeah. You don't deserve this. He you is literally better. comparing you and <laughs> saying, I like this. I don't like this. I guess I'll meet her family and see how that yeah. goes. And you want to what? subject your family to that? Yeah, Come no, on, you honey. don't. No. No, you don't. No. You don't. So let's talk about it. Unless the next you have a steps. terrible family and then do it because well, that's yeah. And that's we'll funny. advise that as well. Yeah. We'll yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. This is a great new direction for mm-hmm. us. I like this. In fact, take us on our, your hometown date so we can just make commentary. Oh, my God. We'd be like mystery science theater. Mm-hmm. Like the puppets kind of, you know. Just... I mean, I think
0: ABC should consider us having it. Because let me try that again. Yeah. Should consider having us as commentators on that reality show. We should. Just going forward. I think so. And they could do, like, the regular Bachelor episodes for the people who really like that. And then for the people who don't watch The Bachelor, like me and, like, others, like, this snarky
1: version. Yeah. Yes. I like it. I do, too.
0: Maybe HBO Max could do it for
1: us. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hope you're listening, HBO Max. (laughs) They definitely are. Yeah, for sure. Well... I'm sure we've got good picks. I,
0: I mean, there was a lot to choose from. Yeah, this week there right? was. Yeah, for Love sure. Is a battlefield. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a pretty good theme. It's a rich theme. It is a rich theme, and I've got one that's hot off the press. Ooh, okay, just from March, I think. Okay, maybe February this year.
1: This 2021, year, 2021. 2021
0: is yes, the is Alta. It's called "Let's Get Back to the Party" by Ooh. Zach Salee. Okay, and we start in summer 2015, and the Supreme Court has just ruled that gay marriage is in fact legal. Sebastian is a gay man in his 30s who he wants to get married. He's psyched. This is going to be great. He's a high school teacher near D.C., and he thinks he's headed that way. He's headed towards marriage with his uh, with his partner. But they just split up. Mm -hmm. And so now he's kind of, you know, rethinking everything. He's lonely. And he's at a wedding of two Uh. guys. And at this wedding, he spots his old childhood friend, Oscar. Oscar is also in his 30s, also gay. But he wants nothing to do with gay marriage. He thinks it's a travesty. It's the death of gay culture in his mind. His favorite gay bars these days are crowded with bachelorette parties. And, you know, looky-loos, as Uh, he might call them. And all of his former party friends are getting married and even having kids. And he's like, this is bullshit. This is not what we should be doing as gay people, as queer people. Okay.
1: So then I like that premise.
0: Right? (laughs) Yeah. So then we follow the two of them over the next year. Sebastian, the teacher, he becomes fascinated by and maybe even a little obsessed by one of his students who is a teenager who is proudly out at school. And Sebastian is like, this is this is incredible. Like this young boy feels brave enough to admit this to the world, to feel comfortable holding his boyfriend's hand in the high school halls. Like I didn't have any of this. This is Mm. fascinating. Comes a little obsessive. On the other hand, Oscar He meets and becomes sort of obsessed with an older writer, a guy who chronicled the wild days of the 70s and 80s in the gay scene filled with sex and debauchery and later AIDS. So all of his books are just all that kind of like what uh, Oscar thinks is gay culture. Yeah. Okay. So at the same time as they're meeting these other people, like the older generation and the younger generation, we're remembering how Sebastian and Oscar got to know each other, looking at their childhood, mm. and how for both of them, being gay was a, a secret and a shame, mm-hmm. one that they shared between them. And now the two of them are coming back into each other's lives in these surprising ways. And I chose it for this theme for a few reasons. One. The span of this year, starting in summer 2015 to summer 2016, starts with this high mark of gay marriage mm-hmm. and then ends with this terrible low point of the Pulse nightclub shooting. Mm. So this huge gamut of mm-hmm. how gay rights will continue is and will continue to be a battleground for yeah. so many people. Yeah. But also I chose it for the nature of love. I, I think that they ask a lot. Both Sebastian and Oscar ask themselves and each other a lot of questions about Should gay people want to be married Mm. like straight people? Mm -hmm. Does that somehow diminish the love and connection they have with others Mm -hmm. if we're going for this very heteronormative uh, view of love and marriage? Mm -hmm. Should gay people want to preserve their outsider status? And looking across generations, is love going to be easier for this young high school student who is out Mm -hmm. at school Or in in, in a supposedly more open-minded time? Or is it just going to be different? Are they not going to have the same struggles? Are they going to have different struggles? Mm. I loved this. I loved it so much. I loved the complexity of it. I loved the different generations that he brings in. You know, the, the older generation, this kind of our age generation, and then the younger generation. I love how it talks about how we're shaped by the times and the news. I think about it a lot. And I was going to show you the cover. Oh, my gosh. It is a man crying glitter tears. Yeah. A man's face. And it's kind of
1: everything you need to know. Yeah, it about is. About the book. Wow. That is very provocative as a cover. It, that's a good word for it. Yeah. Provocative. I like it. So,
0: like I said, I loved this. After reading it, I kind of, you know, because in this day, we have so many virtual events available to us. So I watched an um, event with him at a bookstore with uh, a queer bookstore where they were sort of talking about the different generations and it was really really interesting and yeah so i highly recommend oh, cool. it's a good book
1: oh, it sounds great a is this a, a debut novel for him yes or it is, is. oh mm-hmm. nice i was like that mm-hmm. feels like the promise of more things to come and like we discovered them even though yeah other I mean,
0: people have discovered him but clearly
1: yeah but no we, we
0: ourselves yes. have discovered him yes and are bringing him to you listeners
1: and obviously you, if you get one look at the cover you're going to want to read the yes, book glitter so. tears glitter tears that's all you have to say glitter that tears. should also be
0: our makeup look going forward for any live events
1: oh just glitter tears yes yeah.
0: and also maybe the name of our band yeah yeah i don't know what we're going to play in that band but it's going to be the name of our
1: band i don't know either but yeah the, with the name like glitter tears anything's possible <laughs> i'm just gonna say it exactly yeah uh, well, I also am bringing a book that's just real hot off the presses. It was published March 30th of 2021. Ooh. Um, and this book, or this was originally a set of short stories called Night at the Fiestas, one of which was originally published in the New Yorker, but it is called The Five Wounds by Kirsten Velez Quaid. Ooh. And uh, she took the characters in that story that were in the New Yorker and she expanded on it and it's a full novel. So... And you don't have to read the collection to read the book because i had never read the story i wasn't familiar with it at all but the the publication date was very specific it actually started the week of holy week before easter and that's when the novel opens as well is during holy week and it takes place in this small new mexico town and right away we meet this character amadeo he's 33 years old and his great uncle has bestowed on him the role of playing jesus in the holy week, like playing out of what happens when Jesus is crucified on the cross. So lots of churches, particularly Catholic churches, kind of have maybe have reenactments. I mean, so but in yeah. this case he has to climb up a hill oh, with no. the cross. And it's supposed to be this kind of getting asked to play it is supposed to mean that you are at the cusp of something. Like you're you're about to really come into your own, have this great life. And Amadeo has struggled by all um. rights. Like he lives with his mom still. Yolanda, he has a daughter, a teenage daughter um, that he has not been a very significant part of her life at all him, and her mom broke up um, when she was very, very little, and he struggled to keep a job. Um, he kind of just lives with his mom, sort of lives off his mom. His sister's not a fan she has you know has her own career, her own kids she thinks he's just kind of leeching. Um, and he just, like, no matter what he does, it never seems to go right. Like, even if he has good intentions, it always seems to kind of blow up in his face. So he's taken this, and he thinks, like, this is the beginning. Like, I everything's going to be great after this. Like, I'm going to discover something about myself, and it's going to be wonderful. Oh, boy. He comes home from his first practice, and his daughter, Angel, is standing on the front steps. She's pregnant. <gasps> She's due in a month or so. And she says, I need a place to live. I had a falling out with my mom.
0: Oh, my gosh. And
1: they really have no relationship. She's 14, going on 15 or 15 at that time. And so she moves in with her grandma and her dad. And from there, the book kind of takes us through basically the first year of life of this baby, not from the baby's perspective or anything, but just you're seeing these characters and you're watching five generations kind of try to make sense of family relationships, but also love relationships Mm -hmm. and how complicated they are and how despite the different generations there's still complications like even if it should seem easier even if it seems like you should have more choices it isn't really it all still comes down to struggling to find yourself and then be a good partner to someone else Mm -hmm. so the five generations you have: uh amadeo's great uncle who's actually his mom's uncle and then you have yolanda his mom then you have amadeo and his um partner marissa who was his partner angel's mom then you have angel and then angel has the baby connor wow so you have a lot of things with fives because it's called the five wounds yeah. which is supposed to symbolize the five wounds that christ got when he was crucified oh man one through each foot. symbolism yeah exactly wait
0: one for each foot one, one in the hands foot, one
1: through each hand and one in the chest I believe. oh i didn't yeah. know about the chest one yeah there's was. Well, i think a guard did that oh point. like the spear thing yeah oh mm-hmm. yeah okay mm-hmm. yes So it's oddly, the backdrop of Holy Week and Easter, it kind of comes full circle at the end. And the religion plays a really interesting and actually welcome role in this book. I Mm. think it's another example we talked about when we talked about um, God Spare the Girls that that author did a great job of. Examining religion without necessarily degrading it for people that that's a really important part, which I think is a hard balance. That's sometimes. a real
0: hard balance. Yeah. And I,
1: I see that here too. You can see that it plays an important part for some people, the faith or guides what they do. Um, you can see like for the great uncle that it has this role for him of trying to bring out the best in people. mm mm-hmm and they and the author did such a great job of treating it with kind of a reverence but also showing you know that it's not infallible people mm-hmm. that are faithful aren't don't have all the answers or aren't we shouldn't all just be following them automatically and i picked it for this theme because a couple reasons one physically when you picked love as a battlefield for some reason in my head this takes place in parts of the desert in new mexico mm-hmm. and that just jumped in my head for some reason like the desert and there's parts where they're like driving to each other and it just feels like this long kind of drawn out like my actions aren't being interpreted the way that they should be it's good intentions and it's just I'm not able to deliver on them so it always feels like this pull back and forth kind of like a battle even though they're trying to love each other Um, and I liked that it had all different kinds of love you know parental love sibling love um, extended family Mm -hmm. religious and a lot about relationships, about Angel's relationship with the father, about her struggling with her own sexuality as a 15-year-old, um, with the mom and dad. and it, it's There's so much that happens in this book, and I didn't want to spoil too much. It sounds so rich. It, just it is. Just so much. And it's so beautifully written, and you just have sympathy for all the characters, even if you don't, even if sometimes you're like, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know that's not going to work out. You're still just drawn to them i really i really enjoyed it i think it's great like i said you don't have to read the short stories um and it was just a really kind of fun dive into looking at something from a different perspective and there was all this kind of symbolism in the background that i appreciated and mm-hmm. yeah it was a really rich reading experience wow yeah but for some reason when you said battlefield it was like the first you went thing instantly with- to- yes. i did wow. yeah
0: you know what i went instantly to um which is a uh a- Call back to a choice you had a couple of weeks ago because you know couldn't choose it because you'd already talked about it yeah but it was one of those books that I'd read that you'd talked about the push oh yeah I mean this would have been yeah. that would have been an insane pick for this as well yeah. and I also wanted to update our lead listeners that I did read it and holy shnikes it's it's a doozy oh my isn't God. it a doozy It kind of blows your mind. Talk about love as a battlefield there. Like all sorts. Like maternal love, like sibling love. like Self-love.
1: Self-love, relationship love, friendship love. How, you know, long-term relationships change over time and Mm -hmm. change based on the dynamics that you introduce. And something that we've talked about a lot is
0: like the lineage of like love and relationships. Like what happens to you has in some way come from the people before you like your parents and your grandparents and everyone just keeps passing it down and and that book in particular felt that way too by talking about a few different generations Mm -hmm. so yeah listeners aaron was right it's a doozy holy it'll stick with you yes Mm -hmm. i've been thinking about it a lot since finishing it right yeah
1: it's something it's haunting it is haunting that's a good word for it Yeah, it is very haunting. I will definitely be following that author because, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And I don't, it was one of those books where I hadn't looked at the author photograph or the acknowledgments yet. And so by the end, I was like, oh man, like this, you know, I was, I don't know what I was picturing. I think I was picturing all the turmoil of the book, like somehow being on that person's face. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not the case. She's Mm-mm. a very lovely woman Yeah, put together. Mm-hmm. It sounded from the acknowledgements that she has a wonderful family. And yes. yeah. So all of that. It's called imagination. It- and
1: <laughs> it's called fiction. It's called imagination. <laughs> and she's got a good one. She does. A terrifying one. A terrifying and
0: delightful one. Yes. Yeah.
1: So there you Real go. Good. I guess a
0: third bonus fiction pick that we've
1: already talked we about. We told you. So now is your second chance. Go get it. Do it. (laughs) The Push. Yes.
0: But other genre picks. Yes. I have got a book called, it's something similar to our name actually, Bookish Broads. Oh. Women Who Wrote Themselves Into History Mm -hmm. by Lauren Marino and it's illustrated by Alexandra Kilburn and it's, I say illustrated because it is a beautiful, beautiful book. It is. With some beautiful color illustrations
1: you kind of love that sometimes yeah, you right really do. you yeah. do yeah. sometimes you just need that and they were beautiful and yes. the pages yes can we talk about the pages for yes a second? yeah the feel the gloss- of the pages yeah. that really gets me sometimes yeah, a paper yeah this is feel. one of those
0: books that um obviously you're going to read and read but also display it's mm-hmm. a very yeah it's a gorgeous thing to add to your library it's 50 ish profiles of women writers from very far in the past to now with these gorgeous illustrations that I mentioned. And every profile is a woman who used her voice, often in times they didn't want to hear that voice.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So as I was reading this and thinking about that idea of not wanting to hear a woman's voice, I thought of that for so much of the time period of this book, women weren't always even taught how to read mm-hmm. or how to write. And so the, the idea of um, women doing anything beyond just being married And breeding lots of babies was horrific.
1: (laughs) Abomination.
0: (laughs) Abomination. But the women here... What's wonderful is that they did create these works And they wrote things that are groundbreaking And world-changing They knew the limits that were put on them And they sort of just said, no, 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 no I'm going to push against that Mm -hmm. So there's names that you're going to know There's Mary Shelley, there's Jane Austen, Octavia Butler Toni Morrison But there's also writers that I'd never heard of Like Murasaki Shikubu Mm. Who was a woman who invented the novel In 10th century Japan Never heard of her No Yeah isn't that and, weird. I know. And, and then, as soon as you read something like that, you're like, "God damn it! That's just patriarchy." Yeah. And it's also very frustrating that we never hear about mm-hmm. things like this. So I chose it for this theme because I think you really have to love the act of creation to defy the odds like this. To I think anytime you're going to write something, a book, a story, that really no one has asked you to write. <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to actively right. love it. Yeah, and if someone is telling you, not only I didn't ask you to write that, but also stop it, don't do that, and yeah. to do it anyway, that is yeah. an act of such love that is is very powerful
1: and vulnerability. And vulnerability. We talked about that with lots of authors that. Write things that are close to them or their own life story and how hard that is. Like no one maybe specifically asked, like you said, there's a lot of people that would say, I don't want to hear that or know that. Exactly. And it's so personal. It's so personal. And I think in that way, too, you really have to love yourself to to
0: say, yes, I am going to write this. I'm going to give my voice a a platform. I'm going to put it out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And you have to be willing to fight for that. Yeah. You know, I think this author herself, Lauren Marino, um, she researched I I looked a little bit into how she did this and she researched the top writers in the books of the last century. And and just her few sort of cursory research things showed that all the articles stating the top authors of the 20th century We're male. We're male. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just the last century. I mean, before that, of course, all men. Yeah. You know? So she knew that there was more to this story, especially over the expanse of time that she was going to take on. So I, I think that is an act of love as well. And then generally, I chose it because broads. And
1: book in the same thing. How could we not?
0: And also, I think one of the reasons we chose the word broads is it feels like that word in and of itself is sort of a battle cry. Yeah. It's like, you yeah. know, I, I'm not a typical, I don't know if I want to say typical. I am not the woman that will be quiet mm-hmm. and look pretty. Right. And do all the things I'm supposed to do. Mm-hmm. I have a voice and I'm going to use that voice. So I like
1: that she gave that word to these women. Mm-hmm. I like that, you know, it feels like Kisbet. With yes, us yes it does yeah you're right that word kind of it doesn't when you say broad it doesn't conjure up like a put together demure housewife like mm-hmm. it it conjures up like hey i have opinions and my mm-hmm. life's messy and i don't fit into any box and stop trying to make me and we definitely yeah wanted yeah. that to be a part of this and i can see exactly why the author wanted it to be part of her title because exactly pushing back and, in, and
0: I I know in the past, broad has been used probably pejoratively, too. Like, ah, look at that broad. You yeah, know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I like that, too. Yeah, I do, too. So I think, uh, you know, it's a beautiful book. Mm-hmm. It's one that you should read to learn about some authors you may not have known about. I like that she also includes some reading lists with each of the authors. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's really a book for, for readers such as ourselves and for all of you listeners. And for anyone that... Wants to know some more broads.
1: And you know what? This time of year, whether you know we like it or not, we got all kinds of gift giving opportunities. That is very true. And this is a beautiful book to gift someone that for a reader that you, mm-hmm. you know, want to celebrate. Yeah. I think of the right word there. Came up <laughs> with celebrate. So that's what It was we're one of those moments
0: where the bachelor would be like, What is your face doing? Yeah. Because your face was making things. Yeah. And I wasn't sure what it was.
1: And then I'd be like, Shh, I'm trying to think. <laughs> god stop talking for I like gotta two move my face. minutes just stop it i don't want to hear you ask me a better question yes all you keep asking me about is past relationships i don't want to talk about that do they talk about that a lot on yeah Butch? or Ew. like have you ever been in love what do you think about it's always like the Ew. same questions always to different women and it's always the same answers like i would want something different like ask me something different yeah like one tell me time you lost your shit and why because mm-hmm. that reveals something about a person you mm-hmm. know like i want to get to the nitty gritty.
0: What if someone asked me who my favorite musician was and then I was talking for two hours about David Bowie and then that person the the guy um, just like I, I, I don't know what to do in this situation. She won't shut up. This broad won't shut up
1: they would just have a bunch of a camera angle where they always try to make it look like, oh, this is a surprise, and like the camera goes down. And they just have a shot of him walking off, and you still talking, <laughs> and they'd be like, "I don't." I turn to the camera yeah. and be like, "Listen, and so he, he doesn't, doesn't care about David Bowie, <laughs> but I, well, I do. I'm going to tell you about him." Yeah, and they'd be like, "We can't afford <laughs> to use him." We can't afford the music. We can't afford the And that'll be a situation where i am
0: like, so listen, ABC has already done this. So we got all the music. We got all the lyrics. Yes. We're ready to go. And then ABC's like, oh, shit. No. We got to do it now.
1: Yeah. We can't make mm. it look like we don't like David Bowie. Right. He would really put them in a pickle, and I oh, like it. Oh,
0: I like it, too.
1: Also, I love the word pickle in that sense. <laughs> we're in a pickle.
0: I like the idea of a massive company being in a pickle. In a pickle. Yeah.
1: Like it's not, you know, you're not killing people or anything, but you just, just you got to know, you're going to spend a lot of money. You're in a
0: pickle. That's one of those sayings where it's like, where did that come from? Yeah. How did pickle
1: become synonymous with with problem? Yeah. You're in a pickle.
0: And how did one, how does one get in the pickle? Yeah. The- so
1: was I, what you're indicating is I was previously a cucumber, living life, everything was great. <laughs> I got brined. Yeah. Put in a jar. Yeah. And then somehow inside myself. Uh, yes. Because I'm in the pickle. Because I'm
0: in the pickle. And now this situation in my life has made me feel even more pickly. Yeah. I've been pickled. I've been pickled. And I don't know what to do. We bring you the deep thoughts here at Broads <laughs> I mean, and Books.
1: I'm just going to let that lay there. and You, you, <laughs> you just stay. think about that yeah, for a while. you just yeah, think about yeah. that. Well, I picked a graphic novel Ooh. for other genre this week. It was published in 2020. It was actually uh, written and uh, illustrated by Sarah Anderson, who you might know from Sarah's Scribbles. She has uh, quite a few graphic novels with the kind of character that kind of looks messy and she draws the cats and like all Ooh. different things. Yeah, very funny. Um I really simplified it there to say funny character and draws cats. I was bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> Good Lord. They're actually really funny. It's like just great comments on everyday life or, you know, yes. all that. Yeah. Um. And I, I previously loved that. I think that she's hilarious. And this book, it's so different. And the drawing style is so different, but it still has such great elements of the same humor. It's called Fangs. Mm-hmm. And the premise is that a werewolf and a vampire fall in love. <gasps> And they are imagined going through the same up and downs that, quote unquote, humans do in relationships, like meeting the parents, moving in together, oh getting boy. used to each other's habits, traversing holidays and romance, but they're a vampire and a werewolf. So, you know, some
0: big pickles there.
1: Instead of roses, maybe they give each other blood, like yeah. just lots of different things. Yeah. And so there's this element of humor to it that's a little bit like perverse kind of but also so refreshing and it's funny to look at things that we take so seriously in everyday relationships and see it played out like that that you know if a werewolf and vampire can make it work There's hope
0: for us all. There's hope for everyone. But also I like that idea, too, of like showing some of the strangeness around like relationship rituals and yes, stuff. Yes. Yeah. And then making us think like, why do we bring flowers to each other? Why do we do this? Yes. Why do we? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And like they're, the, you know, big expressions of love are very different than mm-hmm. in, you know, a quote unquote, normal relationship. And that's what I thought. I It was really brilliant and also very tender in like a... Blood sucking and biting kind of way, but but it really was, and it had. I think there's a lot of things you could take from this on a lot of like you could just read it and say, oh, that was like a funny little story, or you could read it and think, yeah, there's a lot going on here, yeah, yeah. And so obviously, I picked it for this theme because love's a battlefield. It sure is. If you're a vampire and werewolf, it's even worse. Yeah, interspecies love. It's tough. Are
0: they two different species? I don't know. I don't either. You know what I mean?
1: Cross. I mean, uh, kind of, kinds, right? Because yeah. one's like, I guess it depends on how you feel about were, werewolves and vampires. If yeah. their their if actual form is human, right. or their actual form is vampire slash werewolf, this is a good question. I mean, which I guess we'd have to kind ask of a chicken them. or the egg question, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, we want to include them in this conversation. Yes. so we'd yeah. need to find one and ask
1: them. Okay, but, well, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By we, I mean, Amy, <laughs> I'll do that because I don't even know where to start.
0: <laughs> I'll ask Ziggy. Ziggy, okay. Ziggy'll, Ziggy Ziggy'll will have that. The, yeah, that's we'll a know. good point. Yeah, you yeah. will mm-hmm. have
1: it. Yeah, so I really enjoyed it. It's really quick little read, but it was enjoyable. And I loved the writing style. And I love it when authors do something totally different. And it's still brilliantly done. And that's this is a great example of that.
0: Yeah. I love anything that will kind of put what we expect and perform in relationships up to a mirror a yes, little bit and yeah. have us think about it mm-hmm. like this is weird mm-hmm. this is weird
1: behavior what we do mm-hmm. and you know what i liked about it too is there's some moments where they're really tender with each other and it's when one of them does something kind of unexpected or really nice and it never falls into one of those categories you know it's not a valentine's day gift yes. it's not a oh you brought me this specific thing it's like something that just really means you know me and you yeah. spoke to me and i think that was very true of of long-term love relationships that mm-hmm. it's like that kind of stuff that means more at least in my definition you know I'm always going to appreciate something that actually gets to the heart of me as yes. opposed to something that feels performative yes in you know yeah, for the benefit feel... of everyone else like oh look at I can post on here that I got these flowers Ugh, or barf. You yeah know, I can be spending time with someone who knows me so well that they know you know right
0: that actually sees you yes yes absolutely for sure hmm well, that's wonderful, and that kind of—I mean, there's some element of like truly seeing a person that po- that goes into my pop culture pick Woo! transition. Kind of awkward, that but you—you a- you got there. Got you got higher, it. I okay. Got yeah. So, for pop culture pick, I got a movie from last year, Ooh. Uh, Sound of Metal.
1: <gasps> I've been. This has been on my list. Ooh. Okay, it's got oh. Riz
0: Ahmed. Okay, I love him. He's a—he's a beautiful man. Yes. <laughs> he's a real beautiful Ooh, man. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Agreed. So agreed. Yes. So he's shirtless a lot in this too. I'll just say that. Yeah. (laughs) Why did I hesitate? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just, you know, in case anyone was on the fence. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So Ruben Mm -hmm. is a drummer in a two person band. And the other person is his girlfriend, Lou. They live in an RV and they tour across the country and their band is getting some notice. Like there's people coming to the shows. They're getting written up in magazines and stuff. Ruben and Lou are both addicts, but they've been clean for years. Um, kind of because of each other, you know, supporting each other, kind of because of the band. They're putting so much of their energy into the band. Mm-hmm. And then one day Ruben's hearing just goes. Like 75% of it is gone. It's there and then it's not. And he panics hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, as anybody would do, yeah. but especially as a musician. Mm-hmm. And this is so integral to his life. Um. So he sees some doctors and they're like, yes, there's this surgery, but it's super expensive. It's also not complete. Like it's not going to give you your hearing back. It's going to be sort of a workaround kind Mm. of thing. But so he's trying to figure this out. He's thinking, yes, I'm going to do that. We're going to get back to normal. He's not quite hearing the, you know, like it's not going to be like normal. He he wants to get there. Mm -hmm. But it's too expensive. So in the meantime, he finds this place or Lou finds this place, I should say, that can help him. It's a home for the deaf in rural New England. And Ruben and Lou both decide, okay, try it, but he has to be on his own. No contact with Lou, no outside world. It's sort of an immersive experience into being deaf, into sign language, into everything. Mm. So Ruben learns what life can be like when you're deaf, but he also has to make these decisions going forward. Like, what about that surgery? What about music? But most of all, what about Lou? Like, can he be with her in this new way? Especially maybe if the band doesn't work out, like, mm. is that this is all in the mix. There's mm-hmm. so much pressure, so much stuff that he's thinking about. This movie is so heartfelt. It's so immersive. And the way that it's done, you can hear when the sound goes away. Like, the, the way they've edited it, oh. the way they've done it, you, you you go you go into this world of silence with Ruben for a lot of it. Um and that silence, I think, is key because it's is silence a good thing, especially if you're an addict and you're yeah. looking for stimulation all the time and you're in a band. And so I chose it for this theme because I think Ruben and Lou both think their battles are behind them. You know, mm-hmm. they're living clean. They've been doing it for years and they're breaking ground with this music and they're easy. Their relationship is easy and living together is easy. Mm-hmm. But then this thing happens that shakes their core and suddenly nothing is easy and nothing is you know regulated and life becomes a battle again mm-hmm. and what happens then um this has been nominated for oscars i think the oscars are tonight does that sound right yeah okay. yeah they are yeah and man uh, he he deserves it he's been nominated for uh, i think best actor riz Ahmed and the movie itself and it's it's gonna blow you away it's so good
1: Well, I'm going to watch it. And here's, I'm going to do something that you just did a little bit ago and Hmm. update our listeners that I watched another pick that you said. Oh. That's also nominated for some Oscars. Promising Young Woman. Yes,
0: you did. And let
1: me tell you, you need to watch it if you haven't. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. was everything that I wanted it to be and so much more. Yes. It was phenomenal. Mm -hmm. So I'm now backing up. Yes. Now I'm backing up Amy's pick. So now you've heard it. You've got two picks that if you haven't taken the time, (laughs) You best be doing it. And now I'm gonna go home and watch The Sound of Metal because, uh, yeah, I implicitly trust all your movie choices. I
0: also like this feature of us like revisiting things that we have picked yeah. if the other person has watched it, yeah, and like reinforcing that. Yeah, we should do that more often because that
1: happens a lot. It does where we
0: watch each other's recommendations mm-hmm. or like sometimes we read each other's books and yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, promising young woman so good oh boy
1: but sound of metal sounds amazing as well yes and i'm i think he's a terrific actor so i hope that he wins even though i haven't even seen it
0: and let me emphasize again he is an attractive attractive person and he is shirtless shirtless with some tattoos oh yeah okay i knew what that face meant because i was making the same face like (laughs) oh oh. yep
1: yep 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 yep. okay all right yeah Okay, so my pop culture pick I went a little bit different direction on this mm-hmm. one, and I focused on the love battlefield of parenting oh and how difficult that can be both both ways. yeah, um and this is a documentary on my favorite channel hBO max, and it was released in two thousand and eighteen. It's called a Dangerous Son. and um this is on the premise one in ten um American children suffers from serious emotional disturbance and more than 17 million have experienced a psychiatric disorder. A dangerous son focuses primarily on the three families in crisis, each struggling with a child's severe mental illness and desperately seeking treatment in the face of limited resources and support. So you follow these three families, and each of their children is kind of at different stages, um, might be showing different behaviors, but at the same time they're examining this phenomenon that's happening where we see horrible things like mass shootings happen, but we never go any further backwards and say, but what about this? What about yeah. the mental health aspect? What about getting people help? What about people that have asked for help and been denied yeah. because the system can't support it? Yep. And so they focus a lot on on the parents, primarily mothers a lot in this documentary, talking about that and saying it is to be a mother who has to admit like my child could be one of those people if I don't get him or her help, if I don't, if I don't figure this out. And unfortunately to figure it out, they have to be really vocal and out there with this thing that could be very shameful for them or feel very much like their fault. It's their child, you know? So it's very heartfelt. It's very interesting. Um, I think it really kind of uncovers your own, unrealized biases maybe about mental health and about um things that happen in those situations i think sometimes our our gut instinct we want to blame people so you you know it's easy to blame the parents or say oh that kid didn't get this or didn't get that and you know you're looking at situations where these in There isn't anything specifically to point to and say that Mm -hmm. this child, you know, is missing this. And it's easy to watch it and make judgments and say, well, I wouldn't parent like that. But, you know, don't we do that every day? And it doesn't matter. That's not the point. And I think that that's what is brilliant about this documentary is it takes you there and shows you that it isn't as simple as, you know, dismissing people. Mm hmm and saying, well, I don't have to worry about that. No, we all have to worry about it because we're all facing it, and it's a huge problem, and we all have to worry about it because when you do need the help, it's if it's not there, it's too late. Yeah. And that's one of the things that I think, particularly for me, always bothers me in these situations when we watch the news stories um, about mass shootings. There's been a lot lately. Um, And there's always conversations about gun control and those things, and that's all valid. But there's very rarely conversations about mental health and the actual support that we provide for that. And we provide little to none. Yeah, I think you're
0: so right that it is the two-pronged thing. There's mm -hmm. the guns that absolutely we need to help control. Right. And then there is this issue that we're not looking at what's going on and Mm -hmm. we're not giving the support that so many people need.
1: No. And there are multiple examples. um, I know of news stories. I know there's lots of personal examples of people who tried to get someone help and then didn't, and then something happened. And so it's definitely something we need to look at. I think that our healthcare system, there's a lot of areas that has a long ways to go, but that is one that we're decidedly failing. To have that kind of statistic that one in 10 American children suffers and to know that that is not going to be helpful. And it's almost one of those, it's almost an equalizer because it isn't, of course, there's socioeconomic disparities. Yes. But even on that, there isn't, it isn't always helpful even there even with money it's hard to solve this problem so and that figure is shocking but it's not shocking at the same time right. yeah. you know and I,
0: I think you're right I mean for adults it's hard to get mental health support mm-hmm. and there's there's the stigma there's the shame there's the finances there's so many elements of it there's our healthcare system that doesn't prioritize it so I can only imagine what it's like for parents trying to get help for their kids and mm-hmm. I imagine kids mental health isn't viewed as seriously as it should be.
1: Well, and I think there's this tendency to say, you're not doing something right. It's not, we shouldn't solve the problem. You're not parenting correctly. Like I think, and I think it got lumped in, you know, when parenting became sort of an open arena to judge because of social media and mm-hmm. those things, I think it kind of got lumped in there. Like, well, you're not home or you're divorced or you come from a broken home or there was all these things that we wanted to point to and say, well, that that's why you have messed up children because Mm-mm. of all these factors. Instead mm-hmm. of saying, no, we have a it's a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. And while there might be factors that are um, making the symptoms of the mental health worse, they're not necessarily a to b causes yeah and we want to do that because then we don't have to solve it
0: yes i think that's it i think it's misdirection it's like let's look over here I, I think of all the politicians that talk about like uh you know in african-american families oh the breakdown of the family is what's caused so much violence It's like yeah. no, no, no 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 we're talking about systemic racism here yes. that's causing a lot of the problems but yes. you don't want to talk about that you want to talk about some sort of bullshit morality over here right
1: But not put that back over here. Yeah, we don't want to talk about
0: system problems. We don't want to talk about anything that, you know, Mm -hmm. is the actual root of this. Yeah, absolutely.
1: There's a politician, and I apologize, I don't have his name on the... I didn't write it down. I don't have it at the top of my head right now. But his son, uh, he talks about his son's story. and His son attacked him and then killed himself. And the father talked about that, that even as a lawmaker, he tried so hard to get his son help before it came to that and then that's how it ended because he wasn't successful in oh, being able man. to get him a long-term solution
0: and someone with that kind of privilege not able to right. yeah Jesus. it really illustrates
1: it and it really illustrates why he it's so important to him now yeah. and he, you know really advocates for it and talks about it and talks specifically about how it's not a parenting issue yeah it's a it's a much bigger problem than that so it's always just easier to blame the parents. So much easier, right? Then blame to do that anything. mom for working outside the house. Yes. Good yeah. lord, mm-hmm. what's she doing? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: she should be watching that kid twenty-five hours a day.
1: Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So it's a tough. I'm not going to say it's an easy watch. It's tough. Yeah. I mean, especially if you have kids. I think it kind of grips your heartstrings a little bit. But it. I also thought it was really informative. I think it's worth it. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not so hard that I, you know, you're going to go into a deep dark hole but it's it's definitely thought-provoking yeah for sure Ooh, yeah
0: love is a battlefield erin it is and i feel like sometimes i just want to do a boob dance to you know make to sure distract. that to distract yes and to solve all the issues that would apparently be that B- will do footage
1: it. of you <laughs> in the bachelor and he'd be talking so to you Pat you'd be
0: Benatar like, boob dancing yeah i just really want to go
1: to my room oh just boy okay he glazed over he glazed over i'm leaving <laughs> I'm out.
0: Oh, did you? So we were going to start a bet on like how long it would take Ziggy to come up here.
1: It took like an hour. Yeah. That was a long time. Yeah, this is shocking.
0: Also in Ziggy News, he ate a yoga block this week. So. Sure did. Yep. Sure
1: did. So, you know,
0: I mean, maybe he was also saying like, listen, you're not using this. So.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We (laughs) need to get rid of this. Why
0: don't I help take care of this? Right. Yeah. Right. He's he's a special,
1: special boy. He is. He's. He's trying i think to uh keep you on your toes
0: yes Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. i you know i thought uh he would want to you know take a starring role in today's episode as he likes to no
1: but well we're talking about loves and he's Male. Uh, That's true. He's like, like, oh no. No, no, no,
0: no, no. But then as soon as we said boob dancing, he came upstairs. He came upstairs. Ziggy, we're trying to change that. You're really not helping. Yeah,
1: be better. Oh, wow. Okay. So we're coming into
0: the lap. Well, good thing it's almost over this episode. So. uh,
1: Well, we'll be back next Wednesday. We'll be back next Wednesday. So will Ziggy. We'll find out how soon he comes during that episode. Yes, he will. In the meantime,
0: happy reading.